You are listening to Go Doc Yourself, your weekly documentary book club. Listen in while we two errands dissect our most recent documentary find. Sometimes weird, sometimes mainstream, but always entertaining. Grab a cup of coffee and let's clutch. Hi, and welcome to Go Doc Yourself. I'm Erin McCart. And I'm Erin McCart. Welcome back, you guys. We have a doozy for you this week. I hope you had a chance to watch it because I haven't seen a weird documentary like this in a while. This is kind of our roots, <laughs> if you will. That's a really <laughs> apt description because there was definitely some time where I did not understand what the story was. I'm like, okay, cool and stuff. Oh. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So today we're talking about My Old School. I found this on Hulu. It was done in 2022. It's an hour and 44 minutes long, and it was directed by Jonah McLeod. I'm assuming he's the one. I mean, from the clan of McLeod? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's other McLeods <laughs> in this documentary, so maybe they're still working that out. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, they seem to have a pretty good stock of immortals to choose from, because we know at least of two. So... Mm-hmm. So I agree with you watching this the first half and I'm like, what is going on? I don't understand. This is just a very normal story. Mm -hmm. And then I also Googled it to make sure this is real and not just a movie that there is like a docudrama or they made it up to make it like a documentary, but it was a real story. Mm -hmm. So fucking weird, man. (laughs) So takes place in Scotland, which is also weird because... We're Americans and we don't do a lot of international anything. So, I mean, like, as Americans in general, not us in particular, we like international things. But I'm just saying, (laughs) as a culture, we kind of suck with anything Mm -hmm. that's not homegrown, as it were. Right. Merka. (laughs) I think the best part of this is it starts with this description. It says... The subject of this film does not want to show his face, but you will hear his voice. He's willing to be heard, but not seen. The audio interview he granted will be lip synced by an actor, which is a very bizarre way to do that. But it's lip synced by none other than one Alan Cumming, who I fucking love. Yeah. So immediately I'm like, what's with his face that he doesn't want people to see him on the TV? Mm-hmm. Yeah, was he mauled by an orangutan? What's going on here? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking Possibly. too. I'm like, why? So, and that even gets weirder towards the end. <laughs> I know. I know. But I will say, Mr. Cummings, it's so good that, you know, after he starts, you just see him as this person. Right. You don't see him I as am fully who he is. Alan Cumming is this man. Like, we just didn't know it before. But he is a master of his craft. (laughs) Listen, don't think that it didn't cross my fucking mind. That's why I Googled it. (laughs) What is going on? Right. (laughs) Okay. So, take your mind back, ladies and gentlemen, to 1993. Grunge is just starting. It's a beautiful time. We're in Scotland. I'm wearing all that brown lipstick. (laughs) With some heavy liner that will stay even once a lipstick wears off. That's right. The straightest of hairs. In the thinnest <laughs> eyebrows you've ever seen. Yeah. Yes. Eyebrows that have never grown back quite the same. Right. Yes. Don't pluck them real thin, guys. Mm-mm. Just don't do mm-hmm. it. It's not worth it. So, we're at Beerston Academy, which is right outside of Glasgow. Mm-hmm. And Jonah, who is the director, creator, probably editor, animator, everything. We'll just say he does Mm -hmm. everything in this. He's also one of the subjects. So he was at school at this time. So he interviews himself, for lack of a better word. (laughs) Yeah. But he talks about his junior year, day one, and then comes this cat who looks about 40. (laughs) And they're like, (laughs) he walks in in a full uniform that they didn't really wear, you know, at the school. And uh, everyone kind of thought he was the new student teacher. Right. Then he sits down at a desk. (laughs) So. Right. So I think it's interesting that they call out what he's wearing because it's like school uniform, 
but if Ralph Lauren did your school uniform, it's just like a little extra, right? So, right. yeah. Right. With the tie and everything. Yeah. Like shoes that are really shiny. They didn't say that. I'm just saying that. Like There were probably pennies in them. Oh, so many. So during roll call, they call out the name of one Brandon Lee. Right. And our new fancy pants dapper Dan raises his hand. And we know that he mm-hmm. is Brandon Lee. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like... Ooh, because Brandon Lee, the actor, mm-hmm. Bruce Lee's son, mm-hmm. had just died in an accident on the set of The Crow like two months earlier. So right. that name was real popular. Right. It stuck out to them. They were like, huh. Just put a mm-hmm. pin in that. Just saying. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this guy is a sophisticate, right? Turns out that... His mom is an opera singer, so they've been traveling everywhere, and he's had some private tutors, but now he's landed at this academy. Right. So he's from Canada, mm-hmm. and his, they have been in a car accident. Him and his mother have been in a car accident, and she had passed. So he comes back here to live with his grand. Mm-hmm. But that car accident is kind of important because apparently there's some scarring on his face. And like, oh, that's why he looks a little weird. It's because he was in an accident. He probably had reconstructive surgery or something. Indeed. Plays into the story. It does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a minute about Beerston. It's apparently a real posh area as part of Glasgow. Uh, mostly like doctors, lawyers, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But, but they also have what they refer to as Spam Valley, which I love because they talk about it. It refers to people who ate Spam all week just to be able to afford the house there. <laughs> yep. We have areas here that are very affluent. And there are some houses that you see that are almost completely empty. And I think, well, they can afford the house and nothing in it. You know, that's yeah, where they are. Yeah, uh, it's the old house poor sentiment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I, I had the same, right. the same thoughts there. Mm-hmm. But Brandon's Graham wasn't even living in Spam Valley. She was renting a flat in the council. So that was well below the posh mm-hmm. lifestyle that most people were living there. So we have some other characters in our little story here. We have a gentleman named Norman McLeod. Uh, McLean, McLeod. Um, who, <laughs> I think he's like the dean of the school. Mm-hmm. And they kind of point out... so. This is an interview of several students, right? There are many, many students that Brandon went to school with, also um, our director. But they call out that Mr. McLeod was constantly wearing, like, black graduation robes. So he kind of came across very right? Batman-like. <laughs> like, I do. Oh, that made me laugh. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. And Mr. McLeod was, like, the dean or the principal but he had a second in command who was Mrs. Holmes, who was apparently the one who really ran the joint because she was pretty strict. And the former students talked about a pledge they had to do at the beginning of class with her. And they had to put their arm up much like an Adolf Hitler salute, <laughs> for lack of a better term. And they had to say, uh, I'm going to slaughter this. So anyone from Scotland, I'm sorry, because it's in Gaelic. It's like, Kiri Didoskali or something, Dideskali. It essentially means hail teacher, but they had to like put their arm up and say this every morning. I'm like, oh, that seems a bit much. It's certainly bad connotation. <laughs> yeah, this is the 90s. It's not like it's not like this was before Hitler took power, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> My goodness. Yes. So that's a little setting the scene. We'll continue with. So, obviously, Brandon stood out among his peers here. They do discuss that initially he was picked on at recess, kind of ostracized, I assume because he's weird and kids love picking on people. I like how you call it recess. I think at that age, they don't like to refer to it as (laughs) such. Like, listen, it's just a break that we went outside. There was no playground. We weren't swinging. Right, right. (laughs) I mean, I just figured they were out on a smoke break, but... Nonetheless, <laughs> right, right. 
one guy that I did get his name because there were several and I just didn't catch everybody uh, was a young man named Steven. He was a Mm -hmm. friend of Brandon's, but I really get the sense that they were both the same kind of nerd. Like they were both the um, kind of brainy, kind of quiet, sort of the gist you get from this, but they ended up being friends. So that was really sweet. I also don't think we've mentioned that a vast majority, at least half of this, maybe not that much, but is animated. I know. It's so, so good, you guys. The animations and the voiceovers in that are so fucking good. It's very cute. It's very Daria, if I had to pick. Yes. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. One thing about Steven is he, I think, was like the token black kid. Didn't (laughs) seem to be a lot of black kids going to school in Scotland, probably still are not a lot. So that was one of the reasons he was bullied. So being black and being a bit of a a nerdy person, I'm sure that did not help. Right. Because anybody that's different, that's usually what people, I don't know, (laughs) what kind of focus on. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. And even so Brian McKinnon, who was another name that I got, you're right. I did not get all the names. There were so many, but Mm -hmm. Brian McKinnon was excited when Brandon arrived because he, Brian, was no longer the focus of bullying either. And so the focus shifted off of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. High school sucks. That's a very human reaction, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. to say, I'm happy that I don't have to deal with this anymore. Like, sorry for the other guy, right? But, like, right. sometimes it's nice to, like, get a win when you can get one. Especially when you're that age and you have very little agency over you know your life in general so but yeah our friend Brian it's a little bit of an audiophile right and it's happy that you know our new friends are taking the heat from the bullies he liked techno and he mentions to somebody that he liked too unlimited and boy did they run with that (laughs) I was wondering if that was the techno's version of Nickelback (laughs) is that what that is (laughs) I can't imagine anything in the 90s being overproduced right so um obviously (laughs) but this was so bad that it kind of caused him to fall down the social ladder a little bit so yeah I think he was pretty low on that rung anyway but he just went right to the bottom his little avatar the animation has very spiky hair and it makes me so happy it's like blonde tips and stuff and I'm like what an excellent portrayal (laughs) well the best part is he's describing this and then brandon says that he thought brian was really Mm -hmm. cool and i'm like well that's a very interesting perspective considering what other kids just said about him you know what i mean it's such a different view and i do like too that brandon then introduces brian to some new jams right so it's stuff like orange juice and joy division and i have heard exactly one of those (laughs) (laughs) fucking joy division yeah yeah so this influenced actually brian to change and you know kind of update some of his stuff which then rose his social standing because our friend brandon starts to rise in the ranks as well one thing i want to mention is that brandon was talking about sitting next to a kid named i believe ronald in physics and he said this kid used to pick his nose and put the boogers under the desk Now, that is not important to this story, but what it is important for is to tell you this is why you move away from your fucking hometown, (laughs) because these people never forget anything you did as a stupid kid, and they will constantly see you and still call you Booger Booger or whatever nickname they gave you in high school. But I'm Mm -hmm. like, you have some social self-awareness at as a junior in high school, you know what I mean? That seems like Mm -hmm. some shit you would do as a third grader. Right, but still, I just, listen, Brandon, that's not cool to bring that up. (laughs) Fucking stop it. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Leave the kid alone. Things get to die. So Brandon brings up that he was in Miss McClatchen's biology class. They're talking about the male anatomy on a giant poster, Mm -hmm. according to the animation, (laughs) which makes me so happy. (laughs) So Brandon is able to go into great detail about male anatomy and I'm like tell me a high school boy that won't okay you know but yeah 
But the best thing was she asked like, oh, what is this? And one guy's like, it's a willy. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what they would say. <laughs> but he knows. Whereas he went into great detail. Right. Like, of the, like medical Yes, names. like structural, yeah. like gland type stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. And so I think everybody's like, oh, like we have a prodigy <laughs> among us or whatever. So, yeah. Right. Well, and he talks about helping them with some of their homework. Like they would go to his house and they would work together. They met his grand, mm -hmm. so something to keep in mind later. And Stephen specifically says that Brandon was a huge help with him academically. Like, he says it here, and he says it later. He just is very appreciative of the help that he got. And I'm like, well, that's very sweet. Which is nice, because Brandon should be using that giant IQ of his for some good in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would you like, you guys, would you like to know what I wrote yeah. here? Genius IQ level topped off at 162. Barf. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, it's just one of those things that, again, if you have to tell us how smart you are, how smart are you? I don't know. It's just so funny. Every time I hear them say, listen, I'm a fucking genius. Aren't we all? At something, yes. Brandon. Thank you very much. But that, mm -hmm. that part, I was like, oh, no. Um, I see where we're at now. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't take long. I mean, that's like early on in this. When I'm still like, what are we, what is this? Oh, but he's smart. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. It's going to yeah. go well for him, I'm sure. <laughs> Another class incident that they discuss is talking about Arthur Miller's death of a salesman. Mm -hmm. Some foreshadowing, maybe? Kind of. There's a question about Willie Loman, of course talking to his son about the key to success. And it's really based on being well-liked, right? So being well-liked, being popular gets you far. And then Brandon has to expound on, um, he says, well, maybe is it that Willie doesn't see his adult son, but views the son as a sophomore. So really Arthur Miller is implying that Willie has a bit of a chronological delusion about his son and time mm -hmm. and space continuum I don't know and then I wrote and the teacher is slobbering over her talented pupil I mean like you could just see her like <gasps> you know that she has um yeah a kid who gives a shit about death of a salesman because <laughs> <laughs> no. no one does honestly, I mean how old guys. is that play it's the first one ever written I'm pretty <laughs> That's sure. right Shakespearean years absolutely <laughs> so speaking of plays Bland Blandon that's his name now Brandon <laughs> <laughs> gets a role he gets the lead male role in south pacific and i like how they're like well it was his canadian accent because it's supposed to be an american overseas or whatever and i'm like that's not enough to get anyone anything but look but he sure. had that giant iq and they had to put it to work absolutely and to hear the kids talk about him they're like oh my god he sang like an <laughs> angel it was amazing <laughs> right i'm almost choking on air but it's like yeah he has pipes of a lifetime, right? Like, I'm trying to think of a male singer, Pavarotti, some shit like that, right? I mean, just <laughs> one of yeah. the tenors, yeah. Yeah. He's good. He's Oscar worthy. And in this play, there was a kiss at the end. So during rehearsal, he refused to do the kiss, would not. Like, he's like, we'll just save it for the mm -hmm. actual play. When they get to the actual play part, by all accounts, it was the most chaste kiss in the history right. of plays. Even to the point that the female lead is like, do I need like an Altoid or something? Like, she's like confused <laughs> as fuck about why they can't, you know. Right. And I think that was really funny. I thought it was going to go a different way because, as you know, I don't know what the fuck's going on at this point. But later I was like, we don't. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And that's it. We're going through in the first half of this. You're like, okay, kids in school doing right. school shit. Right. I mean, it's just by all accounts, this play was a huge success. Right. Uh, the principal, Mr. McLeod, was like, this is the best play we've ever done in the history of ever. And really called out Brandon mm -hmm. Lee even was like, he just started here, but feels like he's been here forever. And you know, this actually helped Brandon's popularity. Yeah. Right. So where it was a bit of a loner before. Now they're like, ooh, look at this right. cat. I think mm -hmm. it's really funny because it's not 
like so popularity with the adults at the school doesn't necessarily translate to popularity with the kids at the school but that doesn't seem to be the case for this kid what do you mean like because the teachers yes. like him mm-hmm. okay okay yeah yeah normally that would ostracize yeah. you yeah right? you're a goody goody yeah. and um you know mm-hmm. teacher's pet blah 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 that's kind of that sentiment so i thought it was interesting that in this case being recognized for doing this really well got him in Mm -hmm. with the other kiddos well there was one other thing that really helped that popularity he had a ride a fucking car he could drive yeah and none of the other kids were old enough to even take the test but they were like oh well in canada they do that earlier it's no big deal (laughs) like kids are so stupid uh, all kids, all kids are stupid, including myself. When I was that age, I was definitely fucking stupid. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Steven says that there was a house party at Brandon's house or house party at Brandon's house. Seems redundant. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and he really was debating about whether or not he wanted to go, but he did kind of muster up the courage to go be around the peoples and he gets there and opens the door And the first person he sees is a guy that just beat the crap out of him at school. But evidently, Brandon is the balm that cures all the things. And now they're peeps. So it's fine. And I thought that was really funny. (laughs) That that's, you know, it was all good at that point. He's using those powers for good. That's what he's doing. (laughs) That's a good thing. So at some point, Brandon's like, this house party is lame or whatever. Let's go to a discotheque, which is probably a sentence I will never get to say, which is really a shame. And mm-hmm. they go. So they're driving. Brandon is in the car. He's speeding. And there's the five O behind him with the lights on. And Brandon is panicked uh, because I think all kids get panicked. I mean, I still would probably. Like, I still oh, panic. Yeah. What I wouldn't do is kind of do some damage control and say things like, okay, we're about to be pulled over because maybe I was speeding. And when I have to talk to the policeman, don't be weirded out because there's a different name on my license. And I don't want you guys to think, but it's just because I don't know, spy stuff or whatever. Like it was just this like word vomit situation. And yeah. then the cop whips around them and doesn't stop. Them. <laughs> so he sort of outed himself and you're like, Oh, that's the plot thickens to rest and yeah. he, all the kids were like and then we just forgot about it and we're done with our life and i'm like this cat just said he had a license a different name on his license and you're like well that's cool man that's cool right Never. right all good mm-hmm. so one day at school brandy gets a call well no the school gets a call and brandy gets called into the dean's office to say that his dad had passed mm-hmm. so his mom had already passed that was the story she had died and now his dad had passed so it's just him and his grand left so that was really what made him decide he wanted to go to med school right after fifth year. Apparently, they didn't really do that much anymore. You wanted to complete your sixth year and then go to university after that. But he's like, nope, I'm ready. I'm going to do it right after this. Right. So, and, and the funny part is the teachers were like, you're much too young. You really should wait that extra year. But whatever, he goes. He gets accepted into Dundee and he goes for one semester one term, if you will. Right. And it starts off great. Right. That's mm-hmm. the story that we get. But then it seems that the kids start to see his car parked at home. Um, and I don't think this is like a commuter situation. I think that he should be away to be attending med mm-hmm. school. So mm-hmm. there are some hints that he might be back. So at one point, Five or six of them decide that they're going to go and check on him. Yeah. Wellness check. He answers the door and they're like, what the fuck? And he's like, well, I had to quit school, but it's okay. Cause they said I can go back next year when you guys go. And so that's mm-hmm. cool. And they're like, well, what happened? Why did you quit? And he's like, well, my grand died. Mm-hmm. So now he's got no one in theory. Right. And I think everybody feels, feels for him. Right. He and his grand were close. Right. I mean, he's had several family members die in a, Short period of relatively time, yeah. short period of time, which is, you know, not typical. Mm-hmm. So we do hear specifically from somebody named Nicola at this mm-hmm. point. She's talking about a couple other girls, uh, a friend named Gemma and somebody named 
Cheryl. And uh, Cheryl doesn't really have a great rap for the other kids. Like, so when we talked at the beginning about Bearsden being an affluent place and all that kind of stuff, I think Cheryl's the epitome of this. Mm -hmm. Yes. The teacher said, oh, she was a lovely girl. But every single other student that we talked to was like, she was horrible and mean. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. A lot of entitlement is sort of the shortest way that I can say yeah. that. But apparently, Brandon starts hanging out with them, which mm-hmm. is weird, kind of, because he wasn't hanging out with them when they were in school. Right. So it's a whole new friend group at this point. Mm-hmm. And so somehow, Gemma, Cheryl, Nicola, and Brandon all go on holiday, which is the funnest way to say that you're going on vacation somewhere. They go to Tenerife, which is apparently... Parte town. Love that. The best part is every other one of these friend friends that he actually was friends with was like, we didn't even know they were friends. We didn't know they hung out or talked or anything, but Nicola, they knew, but Gemma and Cheryl, they're like, what, (laughs) what happened? Right. So it's super odd. So I think again, here we talk about the trip started off. Okay. But the story Mm -hmm. that the other friends get is what? So apparently on holiday, They're at a a discotheque, if you will, jamming to the Macarena per the animation. And there's some brutes who are like, blah, whatever. And Brandon gets in a fight with them. And then the police come. And so now he's in a Spanish jail. Mm -hmm. The girls have to go back to the hotel to get his passport. And they find (gasps) two passports. With two different identities. Dun, dun, dun. That's how it all comes out, man. That's how it all comes out. So, Mm -hmm. when they get home, Cheryl tells her mom what happened. The mom goes Mm -hmm. to Mr. McLeod and basically rips his head off, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, as a mom, I'm thinking to myself, why is it his fault? (laughs) Like, why is it Mr. McLeod's fault? That you let your daughter travel with a person with two passports. Right. I think that she held him responsible for allowing him in the school. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mr. McLeod starts doing some digging. And he finds a record from some 20 years earlier. Takes this file. Takes it to the physics teacher. I did not get his name, but he was interviewed. He was lovely. And he's like, hey, does this picture look familiar? And this cat's like, no. And he's like. Does that not look like Brandon Lee? And he's like, well, I guess so. But that far apart, right. they don't look alike that much, right? So then Brandon gets a letter from Mr. McLeod that essentially says, something's come to my attention that might affect your future. Please schedule a time to come see me. Literally called to the principal's office. We joke about that all the time at work, but oh right. God. Every time my boss is like, hey, Aaron, can we talk? And I'm like, oh, this is it. This is where I get fired. <laughs> So Brandon goes in and what does Mr. McLeod say? Yeah, he's confronted, right? So Mr. McLeod says, "Um, so you're 32 (laughs) and you've been a student here before. Mm -hmm. What gives? (laughs) So I don't know what Brandon said to that, but he does say that he knew the shit was going to kind of blow up. So he took off. He jumps on a plane and goes to Europe. Yeah. So we don't really ever get the kind of solution to this conversation right I just like the next scene is Mm -hmm. him on a lovely plane flying off and I was like (laughs) seems about right so then you know the news comes on and it's like oh this 32 year old man posed a 16 year old and went back to school and it's so funny because one of the guys was like he's like I was watching this thinking what fucking idiot didn't notice that and then like it's at beers then he's like oh shit (laughs) He knew immediately it was Brandon. (laughs) Right? So all the lies start to come unraveled at this point. Also, I know that they say it in here somewhere, but I think it's so weird that he went back to the same school. Where's that high IQ? Why isn't that kicking in (laughs) to say this is not a good idea? It's so obvious. (sighs) It's brilliant. That's all I, that's all I've got. That's it. Hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Right. So they don't know what his, previous name is they don't know what his real name is for a little while and that's weird to me so did mr mcleod not out him i mean he didn't look like a snitch to me but 
he obviously had the school file from 1975. I, I don't know. It's just said Bodie McBoatface. I don't you know what I mean. Like, it's just, <laughs> right. Right. So the story half breaks. So think back to our friend Brian McKinnon, the audiophile who likes whatever mm-hmm. and Joy Division that we learned later. <laughs> You find out that Brian McKinnon is the actual name of Brandon Lee, but also this other kid. So the press all shows up at the other kid's house and they're like, (laughs) is your dad home or whatever? And he's like, how do you look so young? He's like, I'm 16. And they're like, no, you're not. And he's like, but I kind of am. And then after dealing with the heat for just a short time, then they realize there is a different Brian McKinnon that they are looking for. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I love that all the, there were a lot of teachers that got asked, like, how did you not, how did you not recognize him? And I'm like, listen, that to me is bizarre that you would think any teacher would recognize a student 20 years later. And also they have so many kids every year. This is 20 years later. That's a thousands of students. And you're going to recognize one and you would be more inclined to think it was a relative who looks similar to this person because you would never expect why. Yeah. Why on earth are you on guard for people who are repeating school? I've been to high school. I have no interest in going back. And I would think that the vast majority of people, in fact, I have lived with people going through high school for the first time. And I constantly remind them, I've already done this. This is on you. Right. And those, it's only the people who are like, these were the best years of my life. And those people I feel sorry for because my God, your life must be horrible. If that's the best, that's where you peaked. Right. Oh, my mom always told me this is the worst. It just gets better after this. I'm like, Oh, thank God. Right. And it's true. I'm a person who enjoyed yeah. high school, but it wasn't the best time of my life. And I think we could do a whole extra podcast on people who peaked in high school. Mm. Just saying. You don't want Listen, people to say that about you. No, I loved it so much. I dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> Moved on with life. So let's talk a little bit about why he might have gone back. What's the motive that they're kind of realizing here? Well, they realized that he was just very desperate to go to medical school. Mm-hmm. So he decided he knew he was too old to apply at 32. Apparently 30 is the cutoff seems like a very bizarre age, but I mean, medical school does take like 400 years. Mm -hmm. So I guess they're like at this age, you would die before you graduate. I get it. But so he decided since he could no longer apply to medical school as someone who was 32, he was just going to start all over, go back to high school. I mean, it's a novel approach. I wouldn't recommend. Yeah. The, like the reporters are stalking his house. Right. And they're like, his car's out front, but no one's coming and going. Until apparently flowers got delivered and a woman opened the door and picked the flowers. And I'm like, isn't that the dead grand? (laughs) She looks remarkable for being dead. Right? Right. I mean, he doesn't need to go to med school. He's already bringing people back from the dead. He's doing well. And necromancy. That's what that's called. Good stuff. (laughs) So Brian, Brandon, whatever you want to call him. Do you want to just stick with Brandon for the... It's easier, I think. Yeah, Yeah, we'll stick with Brandon. So Brandon returns and he doesn't really want to talk to the press, but then we kind Mm -hmm. of find out that that's not really what happened as far as the fight in the discotheque story. There's actually a Mm -hmm. different telling of the tale, which is, I think, totally high school. So that feels very authentic. Yeah. So Nicola tells us the real story because they Mm -hmm. did have that other story on the news. They were going with it. And she's Mm -hmm. like, none of that happened. That's all a lie. So as soon as Nicola arrives in Tenerife, Gemma's like, oh, Brandon has something to tell you. To which Brandon then shows her his passport. And he says, my name isn't Brandon Lee. I'm not a teenager. And she's like, as he spoke, the Canadian accent was gone and out come the Scottish accent. Well, yeah. listen, this is the second time that Brandon lets us in on his remarkable skill set. Because he... <laughs> He is the rich little of accents. <laughs> he can just step into one, step out of it, step into the next. He can weave a tale for you, thick with accents, all 100% believable. And I hope that there were outtakes of Mr. Cummings reading this garbage <laughs> because he didn't falter. No, he was so deadpan. 
it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Yes. My mouth, however, was hanging open because I'm like, okay, I'll give you one humble brag per documentary. Like, you yes, can be like, absolutely. my giant IQ. And now I have to hear about your a remarkable accent abilities. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. My thought during this whole thing is why didn't he go into acting? I really feel like that was more <laughs> where he should have gone and left medical school behind. Well, you don't get the street cred, I guess, as an actor. You At could least... get more. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, he seems pretty focused on this one thing for his whole life. Uh, that's that's the whole story of the docu- documentary. Yeah. So, yeah. So they, there was no fight. There was no arrest. He wasn't in a Spanish jail at all. Yeah. So he's like, hey, this is my thing. Again, I still don't understand why he made friends with these two new girls or why they were friends with him other than they're like, oh, it's an older man. And I'm like, that's only some shit that a high school girl would think was cool because when you know older men, you're like, they're just as stupid as the rest of them. (laughs) Yes. That's what I was thinking too. So Nicholas said that Gemma and Cheryl knew about this prior to going on holiday and she did not. And I'm like, okay, they seem like the type of girls let me rephrase that. Most high school girls seem like the type of girls that would look at an older man and think, one, cool that he likes us because that seems cool. Mm-hmm. And two, what can he do for us? Can he get us alcohol? Can he get us yeah. into some event we couldn't get into without him mm-hmm. type of thing? Right. Use it to their advantage. And they seem like those kinds of girls too. Nothing wrong with that. We're all like that at that age. Sure. But they, it's just weird that they would go on holiday with him. Like that seems a bit much to do. Yeah, I don't understand. So, I mean, again, he's 32. They're all 16. 17, maybe, at this time, yeah. Feels like flirting with a crime. It just, it's... Yeah, yeah, it's it's just creepy. It's not good at all. So, one or two nights in, they do go do the Macarena at the discotheque. And as they come back, they realize that a couple of the neighbor boys had, like, defiled the outside of their room. Right? graffitied it did whatever and cheryl got really really pissed like she was gonna go take care of business Mm. and brandon is trying to calm her down because um he understands how hysteria works and female hysteria i'm i'm assuming (laughs) the uterus was wandering is what was happening oh my god he goes on this diatribe about it and i'm like just stop talking still not the most remarkable thing i think he says in this whole documentary there was one that i was like Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But apparently, you know, him trying to calm her down, she turns to him and says, you know, you're not my dad. You can't tell me what to do. Blah, 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 blah. So that isn't going to end well. Female hysteria Mm -hmm. will always lead to problems, boys and girls. So uh, the next morning, things are still kind of chilly with them. Nicola decides she wants to hear Brandon's real story. Mm -hmm. And it goes a bit like this. He moved to Beer 7 when he was about 12. Before that, he lived in Milton, which is apparently like New York in the 80s. Just gangs and drugs and shit. <laughs> Sounds right? awesome. Um, his mom gets a job in Beerston so they could move. She really wanted him to go to the academy there. Closest thing to private school she could get. And her job came with accommodations. So that's why they were able to move there. Everyone mm-hmm. reflects that he clearly did better in high school in the 90s than he did in the 70s. And all I could think of is first kiss with Drew Barrymore. So... That's exactly the situation we have going on here. He had a weird kind of close relationship with his mom. Apparently, she's where he got the high IQ from because she was a genius as well. He, after school in the 70s, he went to study medicine at Glasgow University in 1980. Did did that go well, Erin? No, he has some physical symptoms that bring him around to failure and I'm like yes that's called anxiety welcome to what I wrote down (laughs) like it's exactly what I wrote down welcome friends yeah this is the story of my life um I don't know what else I can well and the best part is this is a terribly difficult program right being in med school nursing school any of those are very difficult and if you Mm -hmm. can't handle your first year of med school because the anxiety is so high I don't think being the doctor is good choice for for you you because there's a lot of anxiety involved with that job as well it's Mm -hmm. not just knowledge right so he has to come home 
he ends up working at the local health club. From the animation, I take it that he's a janitor, but they don't necessarily say that for like 15 years. So to me, this is an example of I'm going to put my head in the sand for 15 years because my first uh, go round, Mm -hmm. I was not successful. And I think to myself, I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian until I understood that I'd have to like operate on animals. And in high school, I realized that anytime I talk or see or look at blood or any of that stuff, I get all weird. So maybe I should make a new choice based on this new information that I have so I can still have Mm -hmm. a successful life. So, right. He talks about, oh, well, the other kids that he went to school with, he could see them moving forward. Then maybe they didn't go exactly where they had planned to, but their lives were moving forward and his was just stagnant. And I'm like, that's, that's all on you, sir. That's you. Right. But it's to the point where he's held back. Like the universe is working against him. That's the flavor of this discussion. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, I mean, did you not apply those amazing accents and that giant IQ of yours to surmount this challenge? Yeah. It's, it's the victimhood that we hear over and over again in these documentaries that, that blows my mind. <laughs> yep. So his father's diagnosed with cancer. And when he was near death, they had a conversation that, you know, about Ryan's future and his dad still believed in him, yada, yada, yada. So he decides he needs to do something that no one would even imagine could be done. And that's uh, starting over again, going back to high school. Right. Hatching the scheme. So there's a lot of discussion about who is the ne'er-do-well that lets him <laughs> into to Sweet Sweet Bearsden Academy. And that, that butte falls at the feet of Mrs. Mm-hmm. Holmes. We should say that she was asked to be part of this documentary, <laughs> to which she declined because she doesn't remember ever meeting him. <laughs> Let's keep that in mind. Oh, uh, denial. Okay. He makes a phone call. This is Brandon makes a phone call and says that his dad is some kind of zoology professor and he is going to put his son into this esteemed academy. And mm-hmm. of course, Mrs. Holmes is slobbering all over herself to have another professional child for the ranks, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she asks Brandon when he comes in, cause he comes in with no parent So he just shows up with whatever paperwork you need to show up with as a student without anybody to sign anything for you. (laughs) It's just flabbergasting. So again, hey, can I get some eyeballs on that birth certificate? But Brandon mesmerizes her. That's right. He's got them (laughs) skills, yo. And I think this was a big product of the 70s and 80s, right? <laughs> New age stuff. It had to be because this is not the first time we've heard this. <laughs> right. And the animation yeah. is just chef's kiss. Unlike her eyes just get really big <laughs> because he like takes off his glasses and I don't know, does some eye Jedi mind trick shit. And then she's like acquiesces like, don't even worry about that. And then he puts his glasses back on and he like, I don't know, Clark Kinter. I don't know what happens in this scenario, but he, again, Mr. Cummings, I hope that you hear these words. There's no finer actor than you as you read this with a straight face. <laughs> right. I believed it was him saying yes. it. I believed it was. It was so good. And then he believes you really only need to change one thing so people won't recognize mm. you. Just one thing. Uh, what is that? Th- it's not his face. <laughs> that would be an obvious answer. So what does he change? So no one knows who he is. He changes that hair. He He's using curlers every morning. And I'm like, well, the dexterity, he could have been a surgeon. Because <laughs> rollers yeah. and short hair, shortish hair, mm-hmm. every fucking morning. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. This is probably the most impressive thing. He does. Yeah. Right. My favorite part is that I think, so every time I cut my hair off, do I have to reapply for my job because no one knows who I am? I'm just a completely (laughs) new face and they're stunned at my abilities that I know what to do, what I'm doing. I, that's amazing. That's, that is the Clark Kent effect that you just put glasses on and nobody knows who you are. are. (laughs) So 
Then he ends up getting a perm. And I'm like, oh, oh where was that great. giant intellect before? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we didn't know what, like, which rod to use. We had to, like, understand. How is he getting this <laughs> consistent every day? Listen, Ogilvy Home Perm was out then. He could have done that. <laughs> it was on the shelves. Okay. Okay. Come on now. <laughs> also, when they talk about where he got his name from, mm-hmm. everyone's like, of course, it had to be Brandon Lee. He was just killed. And he's like, I, I should have known that, but I'd never even heard of this Brandon Lee character. And I'm like, sure, Jan, that sounds legit. <laughs> well, it's, it's too plebeian, right? Like to uh, get down in the muck with the people who go see the films. Like he's mm. so more of a sophisticate than anyone mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Well, where does he say he got the name Brandon from? Oh boy. I got to find it real quick. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know. I don't, I have it somewhere, but I can't find it off the top of my Beverly head. Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, yes. Damn it. Yeah, you're right. One Brandon Walsh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's so much more sophisticated than the crow. Jesus, right? Ugh. Oh, fucking 90210. And then everyone kind of talks about how the crow was about a man coming back from the dead to take revenge, right a wrong. And was Brandon coming back to right a wrong in this instance? So that seems a little bit more fitting. So... Yeah, I mean, I think in context, he just didn't want to admit that people were right. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he he's so much smarter <laughs> than them. They could have never figured this out. Right, right. I also like the fact that he kind of expounds on the fact that these people were just ciphers. Like, his friends were just ciphers, which I had to look up because I was like, what? But it's just like kind of an avatar like they don't really have any feelings or whatever they're just there for your disposal Mm -hmm. but Nicola's like interesting because he really seemed to enjoy those friendships and shit like that that he didn't have the first time around Mm -hmm. so I thought that that was pretty funny I agree he really pushes the idea that he was just there for school just there as a means to an end that's it Mm -hmm. but if that's the case you don't star in the school play you don't (laughs) take friends out bowling into the discotheque into laser tag you don't right. do those things right you just go to school and go home so clearly it might have been the initial reason for him to go mm-hmm. but he clearly enjoyed it and enjoyed having friends and belonging to somebody or some group that kept him going and kept him doing it so it's unfortunate that he can't even admit that to these kids that hey we were friends Right. And I'm not talking like he was, he was almost like in a leader position, right? He's very popular. Right. When asked if he liked being a teenager again, Brian was like, no, it was just awful. And I'm like, it didn't seem awful from this viewpoint. But this is when, this is when we get to see the footage of South Pacific. That's right. There's video, y'all. And um, as Gen Xers, you know that we prescribe to the, you don't write it down. You don't talk about it. There's no videos. Mm-hmm. Because this is exactly the reason why. Absolutely. Plausible deniability. Yes, 100%. So the way they cut this in, that it's, they show you the video, but he's turned around towards the back of the stage. And I'm just sitting there like biting my nails like, what does he look like? <laughs> And then he, like, theatrically, like, turns around, and he's so bland-looking, I couldn't even stand it. Yeah, couldn't pick him out of a crowd, this one. And I will say, it is kind of grainy, it's far away, right? So you don't see him real close. He doesn't look 16, but he doesn't look 32 either. I'll give him, like, maybe early to mid-20s is what he looks like from a distance, right? right? Mm -hmm. And surrounded by other kids, I think that kind of helps to solidify your view, right? He looks more youthful when surrounded by the youths. Here. Here. Yes. Not in other pictures. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so they have him singing, and he does not, in fact, sound like an angel, you guys. It's not good. No, I was like... Not good. <laughs> what is this memory? that Were they high? Um, Were they drugged? <laughs> because he's off-key. It's fucking the best i have to say i was like oh <laughs> it's amazing the schadenfreude of this think, moment <laughs> so delicious do you think it was the mesmerism <laughs> that these kids all felt the same For the way the whole crowd oh it just doesn't translate onto video 
Yes. Mesmerism. No, That's the we only can't answer. see the eyes closed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the best was they get to the kissing scene, which everyone was like, oh, it's the most chaste. It's barely even there. It it was not barely even there. It was a real kiss. And he went back in for seconds. Yes. It was next door to church tongue, if I'm being honest. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I know. And how many nights did they do this play? It wasn't just at one time. They did it several times. I mean, if he'd spent any more time, I would have been like, he ate her face. <laughs> the, this is the one thing I do feel bad about was the actress that was involved mm. in that scene is watching this. And she was just like, she literally had no words to describe mm. it because that was not her memory. And I'm thinking she must have repressed Locked that. Out. Yes. Yes. And now, thanks to this documentary, she's going to have to go to therapy. Oh, I, I, I had a question about that when we get to the point later. Mm -hmm. She's 16 in this. Yeah. And so someone brought it up. They're like, okay, 16, technically legal, but morally objectionable. Yes, definitely. Should not. Right. The high road here. Yeah. I think they all chose to believe that he didn't want to do it because (laughs) he had some. Because they knew by then. Yeah. Right. This is an excellent, this is a really interesting example of people, people remembering it vastly differently than what really happened. So that was awesome in this. What is it called when everyone kind of has the same memory, like the whole Shazam thing? Um, oh, um, Mandela effect. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. Mandela effect. That's what they seem to have. Yeah. A false memory is a phenomenon where someone recalls something that did not happen or recalls it differently from the way that it actually happened. So Mm -hmm. that is sort of a quick definition of the Mandela effect. But I think the Mandela effect is more than one person remembering it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like a group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My favorite quote from the ex-students watching this video was one cat said, this was a semi-uncomfortable walk down memory lane. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> I think this the former students in this really come off well. They are really fun to watch. They are. Like, I was like, oh, I could have gone to school here. Absolutely. Right? This is about our age range. Yeah. So, Jono says, he says, part of him actually thinks it must have been mind control. He's like, because what else would it be about a 32-year-old man standing in front of hundreds of people pretending to be 16? And they're like, yep, totally. <laughs> You know, I mean, confirmation bias, you want to believe this. So true. True. Yeah. Yeah. So now, now we see pictures of him when he was at Bearson Academy the second time next to these fellow classmates. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, he looks like 30 fucking five. Some of them, he looks like 40 (laughs) something. He looks older than the adults who were students with him at the time. He looks older than them now. And they'd be like 40 ish. Right. Oh, it's not. Yeah, it is really strange because I was expecting a lot different, right? I was expecting to believe. However, then if you want to talk about 90210, one of those actors was like 25 or even older than that. Older, but if you look at the Dairy Girls, oh, okay. Girl, Nicola, I think her last name is Coughlin. She also plays in Bridgerton. She's like in her 30s and she is playing a teenager in high school. Okay. So there must also be an effect where you believe, like somebody tells you something and you really don't have any reason to question it, but it is obvious looking back that this is. It is. Like I expected a Ralph Macchio kind of situation (laughs) that he looked 16 until he was 40. Right? Right. Just sweet, sweet baby face the whole time. This is not that, guys. This right. is not that. <laughs> so let's talk about his gran. Mm-hmm. Brandon claims that she didn't know anything about this. Well, also, who was his gran? She was... I don't think we mentioned yeah, that. It's actually his mom. Because if you, you know, want to fast forward... Do yeah, do some math there. She's his mom. Right. And there's a lot of questioning about... This is... So from Brand's perspective, she was innocent. She knew nothing. Mm-hmm. However, they had people over to their house routinely where she was serving all the snacks and the drinks, as you do. And he called mm-hmm. her Gran. And they called him Brandon. I mean, 
Listen, my kids can call me a lot of things. They've called me bitch before, but don't call me fucking grand unless I have a grandchild. Right. That's where I draw the line. Right. I'm like, I call bullshit on any woman that's like, I'm okay with an older, somebody calling me something older. Like, mm, 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 mm. What did she, let's assume that she didn't know anything. What did she think was happening with these young kids coming over? Was he tutoring them? Was he... I mean, I think I that know. you can it just seemed weird. tell, though, when there are kids over at your house, whether it's a social event or whether it's a studying event. And mm-hmm. I also accept that sometimes they kind of move in and out. But a one-on-one studying event and a party are two very different animals. Yeah. Also, one of the kids asked about well, what happened with the death of his dad? If his dad died before this, then why did his dad die again? And yeah. apparently his mom, grandmother, speaking as the grandmother, called the school and said that the father had passed. So how was she not part of it then? I mean, this is, yeah. So, I mean, it's sort of his take on this kind of crumbles when you hold it up to scrutiny. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's trying to get out of that physics test. That seems like an extreme way to get out of a test. Like just call in sick, dude. Just be sick that day. Yeah, but they've had so much success with this that nobody would question mm-hmm. it. But yeah, I mean, in retrospect, it seems like a lot. Right. You don't got to kill people off, even imaginary people. Yeah. One of the things is the press said a lot of stuff about the relationship between Brandon and his mom. Mm-hmm. They hinted to it being an incestuous kind of relationship, but that's not really cool. I mean, this isn't a Stephen King novel, for crying out loud. (laughs) Probably just a little closer than most of us are with our parents, but I don't think they were that close. Do you think maybe she was really frightened of him and she was like, whatever you need, bro? Like, (laughs) (laughs) It could be. It could be that high IQ is intimidating. I mean, was she mesmerized this whole time? We don't know. (laughs) That also very well could be the case. Uh But because of this, because of what he did, then once they found out Dundee said he couldn't come back, right? Mm -hmm. Because he was supposed to come back to school the next year. So he couldn't come back. But also universities changed a policy that people coming in first year or even resitting their first year, which I assume means taking it over because they fucking failed the first time, means they have to have a birth certificate or passport to prove who they are and their age. And I'm like, how is that not already a thing? Just anyone can come and go? I mean, there was a time when there were no stalking laws either because nobody thought people would be crazy enough to do that shit. So, you know, you didn't have to show an ID to travel until after uh, TWA 800. Wow, that's crazy. People just walk up with any old ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Get right on that plane. Yeah. So you mentioned that the press found out about Brandon's first stint in medical school. Mm -hmm. And... He kind of expounds again on this about how he was vilified, really, a bit, and the documents that they presented and kind of the story painted him in a bad light because, of course, he's the victim. Yes. Yes, he was maligned. Mm-hmm. Irony of ironies. He's like, uh, anyone willing to falsify documents to... <laughs> you know, present them as true to make me look bad. That's, you know, you don't have a conscience. And I'm like, do you not see that you did the same fucking exact thing? Well, that would be self-awareness. Of which no one has anymore. Yes. Yeah, you're 100% correct. (laughs) I enjoy the fact that our friend Cheryl went to Dundee and became a doctor. So I'm like, there is some justice. (laughs) Yeah, she did. (laughs) Yeah, she fucking did. Yeah. One of the girls pointed out that, you know, he might have gotten away with all this if he hadn't gone on holiday with them. Isn't that amazing when you think about it? I think that he probably would have failed out of medical school again. Right. I mean, he just oh, absolutely. Yeah, I wasn't able to hack that. But... Yes. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. So the most sensational part of the story would probably have been he would have you know been able to continue with that. But the the goal, he still would have fallen short, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Did you see the clip where he ends up going on? what I'm going to call the late, late show sitting next to one Eddie Izzard. Yes. Thank you. I was trying to confirm that I was looking all over the Googles, but I could not find it. So I was like, that's Eddie Izzard. That's the coolest part of that whole clip because I'm like, he's only on screen for like a second. 
And then Brandon like word vomits all over the host. So yeah, but Eddie Izzard is there and they are amazing. Yeah. I don't know what pronouns they're using now. So I'm going with they. I love them. Always have. You're right. Love that. People talk about seeing him around. I know Brian had said that, you know, he'll see him and then Brandon will look at him and then turn around and walk away. And I'm like, what? That's not inconspicuous. That's just bizarre behavior. Right. So the theory is that he's still trying to get into school. Yeah. Which is sad. Well, and he says he. Yeah. What does he say? He says he just wants to. He just wants his medical degree. He wants to know that he knows what he knows. And I'm like, that doesn't even make fucking sense, dude. You know what you know. Who cares about a medical degree? And obviously, there's a difference between having knowledge, being able to obtain knowledge, and actually using it as a doctor. Because clearly, he doesn't have the whatever it takes to deal with that kind of anxiety that it would take to be a doctor. Right. I think there was an interesting question posed at this point to say, let's say he made it. Would you want him to treat you? Mm -hmm. A lot of the kids said no. I think it was about Mm 50-50. Yeah. Well, of course, they're like, well, he lied to get there. What's to say he didn't lie about other things? But then others are like, well, if he went through med school and he was qualified, why not? You know, both valid arguments. Yeah, I think it's a question of integrity, right? He showed his true character. And so, mm-hmm. no, I don't think, I don't think I'd be comfortable with that. Yeah. Someone else made that comment too, that with the doctor, you have to have trust and he's proven that he's not trustworthy. So therefore he wouldn't make a good doctor. And again, that's, that's something that he doesn't see or notice as, as something that you should probably have to be a doctor. Well, I mean, getting your medical license is a beginning. It's not the end. Right. It's like marriage. Oh, God, no. It goes on forever. it's the beginning is not an end yeah what i absolutely love is at the end where they're showing the pictures of the kids in the 90s verse and like next to them now and then kind of what they're doing some of them Mm -hmm. you have steven who became a pharmacist and he still thanks brandon for being who he was helping him through school helping him with his academics he really doesn't feel like he would have become a pharmacist if it wasn't for Brandon. And I love that. I love that there's some positive that came out of this. Absolutely. I mean, he was influential, like for better, for worse. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really glad that for Steven, it was a positive experience. Right. Mm -hmm. We have a pilot, uh, musicians, comedians, Mm -hmm. parents, spouses, chiropractors, artists. One is an MMA fighter, DJs, teachers like everything yeah Yeah. a vast collection of careers which is really fun to see they all question why he didn't want to be filmed so again we don't see what brian looks like now we saw him in the 90s Mm -hmm. and pictures of him from the 70s but Mm -hmm. his face isn't shown here so what's the speculation as to why he wouldn't be filmed so they make it strikingly obvious that Perhaps there's a plastic surgery situation going on, mm-hmm. which I'm like, didn't they also say that they see him around town? Right. Right. <laughs> like, But I think it's some of the, they know who he is, but the rest of the world doesn't know what he looks like anymore. So maybe he can go okay. start another yeah. life. Now, I think you're far beyond being able to go back to high school at this point. Mm-hmm. So he would have to do something else to try to start a new life. But if you weren't recognizable then maybe it's easier. Just cut your hair. That's all it takes. <laughs> I mean, they make some amazing wigs at this point. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we've kind of talked about different documentaries. I think Finders Keepers is a good example of, this is one of those that is lower stakes. Like nobody got killed. You mm-hmm. know, it's sort of a, there are definitely some good people and some people who probably didn't use great judgment. So that part of this documentary for me was nice. It's an interesting premise to think somebody would be so motivated to relive high school. Yeah, I don't know anyone who wants to do that. So I wanted to pose a question to you, uh, something a little bit different. If you were to select an honorary Aaron from our cast of characters mm-hmm. today, who would you choose? That's a tough call because there were several <laughs> 
good people who could definitely be honorary errands. I think my pick would actually be Jonah, the director and student. Okay. Just because I liked his energy. He seemed creative. He put together an amazing documentary. And uh, I think he could be one of us. And I like the accent. For reals. <laughs> but they all had the accent. <laughs> I mean, multiple accents in some cases. Yeah. I chose one Alan Cummings as honorary Aaron because I think in the spirit of Aaron's, he's parroting back someone else's story to your ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> Absabsolutely. Absolutely. And uh, you know what? I don't know that his acting has ever been better. I got to be honest. It's amazing. It's amazing. He was wholly believable. Like, in fact, I found myself not liking him part of the time. And I was like, that's not even him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. The minute he started talking about his IQ, it was like, Alan, stop, stop it. it. So <laughs> good stuff. But anyway, I agree with you when you said at the beginning, this is getting back to our roots. We like a good, weird documentary. We like a story that is funky and just insanity. So mm -hmm. I think this one delivered on that. So good stuff. It did. It's amazing. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Okay. What are we doing next week? Okay. So March starts Women's History Month. And International Women's Day is on the 8th. So I'm not saying we're going to hit this deadline, but... I am saying that maybe we focus on a couple documentaries that look at things more from a female perspective for a little while. So mm -hmm. this week we're going to do one called Fair Play. Hour and 37 minutes is what I have. Um, it is available on Prime Video, but you might have to pay maybe five bucks for it. That's what I found anyway. And this is the story of women who are trying to figure out how to have it all. So I think it follows some women in different families and they are kind of talking about some of the things that we have talked about, which is mental load and trying to have a career and trying to rear children and maybe finding some space for yourself and kind of what that looks like now, what that conversation is, and hopefully they're able to find it. I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. I think it also focuses on the redistribution of that mental load and house household stuff too. So hopefully they find a way forward with that. I think it's also available on Hulu. I think that's where I saw it, but I think you might have to have the bigger, the other membership. So it's out there. You just might have to look around. It's not on Netflix, which <laughs> we have been a little heavy on so far this year. <laughs> yep. So other than that, I will ask you guys to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at GoDocYourself. I'm going to ask today for some ratings containing stars and possibly words. It would be really nice to have some of that kind of commentary. We would really appreciate it as we're kind of still delving into our newness here, a little bit of rebranding. So I would mm -hmm. much appreciate that. Of course, you're always welcome to comment on anything that you like and maybe some stuff that you don't. But other than that, yeah. Yeah. Go check out the website. I think we have some information on mm -hmm. us and you can connect to us through email through that and also on Instagram and Twitter. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we will talk to you next week, All guys. Right. Later. Bye.